0: Hello and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, a different way of covering and discovering comic books. My wish is to help you find that next fantastic read or rediscover an old favorite. I cover comic books from the golden age to now and even Kickstarter campaigns, so you never know what I might cover, but you will know where to find fantastic comic to read at the end of each show. It's Monday, October 3rd, 2022, and today is the third and last part of my interview with Gary Carlson, the publisher of Big Bang Comics and de facto grandfather of Image Comics. In the previous two installments, we talked about Gary's writing career, his reminiscences, and his early days of Big Bang Comics. Today, we're talking about Big Bang Comics now and going into 2023. I consider Gary comic book royalty and his ties go back to the early days of the direct market. If you haven't listened to the other parts, please do. Gary has lots of stories and insights into the world of comics. I know long-term fans know of Gary and his publications, and newer fans of comic books need to know about Gary. His fingerprints are everywhere, and I am so very grateful to have had him on the show. And speaking of shows, please continue to support this podcast and follow us on social media platforms. You'll find a link tree in the show notes with all the information. Now, on to today's show. So, Gary, you've mentioned a couple of other people. Who's all involved in the Big Bang Comics company today? Who are all the other players?
1: Well, let's see. I mean, my partner in Big Bang for all these years has been Chris Acker.
0: And what does he do?
1: Uh, he writes He doesn't draw as much as he used to, although he's pulled out some stuff and he's trying to get back into that. But I mean, he does a lot of writing. He's actually, uh, he's written stuff for Big Bang. We do uh, another book called Anomalies that he has written. It's a more modern uh, book. It's kind of something, uh, it it, uh, examines kind of the the history, not the history, the uh, Ultraman was an, astronaut whose uh, capsule Gemini capsule was hit by a a meteor radioactive meteor killed killed one of the astronauts made him real sick his body adjusted to it and he developed superpowers he lived and just about anyone else exposed to it died or got sick radioactive poisoning and and uh, anomalies takes place pretty much in the modern day and they're generally the children of people that had been around and exposed to it back in the older days, children, grandchildren, whatever. And they're kind of mutants or people that have developed powers. And uh, it's a government agency that's collecting them. And they pretty much go around fighting people that (laughs) aren't working for the government that are working for kind of an evil agency.
0: Do you guys introduce new characters or do you just stick with the stable of characters that you generally have over the years?
1: Uh, no, there's, this is all, these are all new characters in the Anomalies.
0: Okay, that's what I thought.
1: Yep, they're all brand new characters. Uh, one of them's a guy that was born without legs, but he can <laughs> mentally create legs and make himself stronger than that. One of them's a strong guy, but He's got no skin. He looks like muscles walking. They're interesting characters. I mean, it's fun stuff. A little X Meny, but it's not an X Men pastiche at all. Uh, so yeah, Chris is, Chris is again a co-owner partner on on Big Bang. Uh, Ed George has been around since the Megaton days. He's uh, he helps in editing a lot of stuff. He's also co-owner with me of Doctor Weird. Doctor Weird was a a fanzine character created way back in the early 60s by howard keltner and when the the latter days of megaton uh he was doing a few things with us and when he got sick he asked us if we wanted to buy the character and keep it going which we did i mean when we were at caliber we printed a couple issues of dr weird i mean uh an annual reprinting some of the stuff done by george R. 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 mark jim starlin and the, a and the couple of new issues and ed published a couple of new issues so ed has been involved all along although a little more peripherally pedro Angasco wrote a story at the tail end of our image years our roundtable of america personality crisis one of my favorite ones and he popped up a couple years ago hoping to do some more stuff and he's done uh a few issues his last whiz kid story kind of uh george perez yes i saw those yeah sort of a thing and uh and they're a lot of fun the, the first two issues are out there and what issues eight and well 14 and 17 eight was something else and, so uh, the next one's coming up soon the the final part is wow. it will be coming out soon how many books do you put out in a year what's your schedule like maybe seven or eight. I don't know. We don't really have a schedule. Uh, that's the nice thing about print on demand. I mean, when, a, when an issue is done, I send it off to the print. And then when they load it on Planet, then it's available. I mean, sometimes it's two months, sometimes it's two days. So great job of printing. And so we just go with the flow. So IndiePlanet is also
0: does your digital comic books? Is that correct?
1: Yes. Kablam is our printer and the planet is their site to sell the books. I mean, you go there to order, you can order either a, a print on demand copy or download a PDF. Generally, the PDFs are about at 99 cents. So why do you have a price point of 99 cents for the PDFs? You know, I really don't know. I just think that's pretty much their... Uh, it's a good, good buy. I mean, it's... It a good, is. I guess it's just, think that's what their going rate for PDFs were when I started, and I just, with what they were doing, and pretty much have kept it there. Yeah, I mean, you go there and say, geez, 99 cents here or five bucks, people, there's a certain number of people that'll try it out on the PDF, and then if they really like it and really love comics, they want a hard copy in their hand, you know?
0: Does the digital strategy really pay off for you? I mean, do you actually see a lot of interest in your digital editions, or
1: not yet? I'd say probably half the sales are digital. That's pretty um, good. And you know, sales are not wonderful. Generally, we're up through issue eighteen now, and some of the earlier ones have sold three hundred to four hundred copies. It takes a while to get the sales up there, but when 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 a new one's listed, you see people going in and ordering. The later issues. Pedro's running our Facebook page, and he does a real nice job of publicizing the books and whatever. So, have you ever used Comethology in the past? Not personally. Uh, Pulp 2.0 Press has printed a few trade paperbacks for us. They printed Night Watchman, Graveyard Shift. It was a four-part mini-series that started at Caliber and ended up having the first two issues reprinted and finished up at image so that trade paperback came out uh well it's it's through amazon i can't guarantee it's actually Comicsology these days but then there was a night watchman with some of the retro stories trade paperback there was a, a kind of a digest sized thunder girls book there was a uh, uh they reprint. they did a, a sphinx a trade paperback Jeff Weigel uh, came to us and uh, he had been he had a character called the Sphinx and we printed some issues and they they printed some of those and uh, as far as I know they never did real good but that those are available on on Amazon but no have not tried anything but Kablam and Indie Planet since then. There's still some big bang stuff out of print. Is there any plans of like at least releasing them like in a in a digital strategy or something? It's possible at the moment. I mean, sooner or later, there's supposed to be a Megaton trade paperback coming out through Image. Eric Larson said he wanted he would be happy to to print that. So there's an issue of that with the first eight issues of of Megaton. There's a second trade paperback put together with the unpublished stuff when we canceled everything in 87 some of the flyers some of the unpublished stuff some of the just the issues that never came out maybe some of the berserker stuff from caliber and i don't even know where i was going with this so sorry <laughs> no that's okay that's okay you like oh, me no go on. I'm, no you you talked about the yeah there's not a whole lot of of big bang stuff that's out of print like i said some of the Some of the Megaton stuff is out of print, but they would be taken care of in the the trade paperback. There's only a couple of issues, I think, of the Big Bang stuff that's not in print. I think caliber number three, which was the Silver Age one, and that was reprinted as image number six, I believe. And I, I think that's still in print. So we'd have to see. I mean, part of the problem going back all those years, some of the backups are giant negatives you know that were stripped up and ready to print on a press and i'd have to go cut all that apart scan it put it together and it, it's just kind of a lot of work and i've been sick the last couple years i had cancer and wasn't able to do much of anything so i put all that stuff on hold till i've recovered And I and i'm doing good no i was gonna sign. say i take it you're doing okay these days doing okay yeah there's no sign of it i just had a ultrasound not too long ago in blood tests and they say you know doing good i'm kind of waiting for knee replacement surgery which that makes it tough sitting at the computer here to do things and you know stupidly my eyes are are going bad and makes it tough to do a lot of coloring so i don't do a lot of coloring but uh i work around it but yeah it's hard to to get all that stuff done it's pretty much just me and at 65 I don't know how much I look forward to it how far is this stuff going I just happy to get out you know the current issues while they're they're here and and then we'll see so
0: speaking of the current issues, you just released the big bang adventures number 18 I, I was looking at the inside and it's there's so much fun little stuff there's like on the on the opening page there's the archive edition which takes the little dc people have ever seen the archive you know the old dc that's a a nice touch ultiman and i'm going flipping through the pages now is it just ultiman in this issue yes uh pretty much yeah ultiman
1: versus a group called faust is that the first appearance of that group or have they been around before nope this this is the first time they showed up. It's a retro story set kind of back in the late '60s or yeah. so, and it's uh, a little bit like a Fantastic Four esque. Totally, totally. <laughs> what we aim to at, at Big Bang, we don't like to do just pastiches. We don't go in, change the names on the character, and say, oh, "All you've got to know is." Who Reed Richards was, and you'll know who this character is. I mean, it's kind of based on the Fantastic Four, but uh, we always have called it a left-hand turn, where you get into it, and people are like this is what they're doing, and then we turn left and try to do everything different. We try, I try not to do uh, homage pastiche covers where people look and say, "Oh, there's that one again," or a story based on this particular story or that. No, this I would, one, yes, I yeah. mean, it is. There's but, a little bit, you know, it's based on the fantastic four origin but the fact that it involves rockets and that is pretty much as close as it gets to the actual story
0: now does now big bang adventure has a uh changing cast every issue isn't that correct
1: yes yes what do you have coming up in the future issues well like i said whiz kids part three will be coming soon there's a two-part a fairly modern night watchman story that's waiting to be colored. There's a new Vinnie Fresco story. Vinnie Fresco is an interesting uh, character or whatever that I've been working on with Caesar Madero. He's a, a visitor from another planet. He was sent here to plan uh, an invasion and fell in love with with all the writing and drawing and art here in became stayed here and became a renaissance artist in modern day more or less but still i mean just enjoying painting and writing music and stories and whatever and then and he's protecting keeping his planet and their warriors away from earth so yeah. you know and particular stories he runs up against vanguard who again is someone an alien here sent sent to protect this planet from his own people's enemies and they meet up and and occasionally
0: so gary how has the readership for big bang comics changed over the years
1: you know i really don't know i mean we don't we don't get Very much uh fan mail. We see some reviews online, even though I mean Pedro is killing himself trying to get people to look at the books and read them and that really don't have a clue, you know. The fact that we're not in the shops, we're not in the diamond thing, that hurts because you're not you're not out there, you know. But it it didn't even make a lot of difference. I mean, when we were at AC doing the the sixty-four-page books, you know, I mean. We've got a small niche market and that seems to be where we stay. It's always funny to see people that are surprised to see that we're still doing stuff. Gotcha. (laughs) That's how it goes, you know. So
0: Well, you're probably one of the few publishers that actually have maintained
1: publishing for this amount of time. Isn't that correct? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I mean, I I wasn't publishing the time at Image and whatever, but I mean I was still putting the books together and that. So yeah, I mean, he really been at it for 40 years. I mean, with somewhat the same characters and stuff. It's not quite the same as, you know, the one or two real long running ones, you know, where the same people, same issue, same, same artist, every issue and that, you know, it just, it works against you being the anthology. You just never know what people are going to want to read and and you know hopefully they can if they go to Indie Planet and take a look at the three preview pages, they'll see what the book looks like or might be, you know, and what characters and stuff. So
0: yeah, I'll have a link to Indie Planet in the show notes also. Thank you. No problem. So you've been doing this stuff for decades. And I'm sure like I'm sure you've heard like I've heard this is the death of the comic books. This is the M. We're no longer going to have comic books. that's been the mantra since i was a kid do you think that will ever happen or was there ever a time in the last x number of years that you go oh this is it i think comic books are going to be dead or you was there anything since that over the years new fans don't understand the collapse of the black and white market they don't understand this they don't understand when marvel went bankrupt all these things that happened over the decades. was there any point in time that you thought you know what comic books might not be
1: here next year No, there were plenty of times I thought I might not be here next time (laughs) in publishing my books and stuff. But no, I've always, Marvel and DC are such big companies. And, you know, especially over the years with the TV shows and movies and that, I think the merchandising has overshadowed the comics to the most part, you know, where they, you get a new movie out, you get new toys out and action figures and stuff. And uh they they keep putting the books out you know try to keep it in front of the kids and stuff but i don't i well i mean to me that's the problem is that comics aren't for kids i mean every every generation i think there's fewer kids that actually grow up on the comics i mean i think there's probably a lot of them that have grown up on the movies and tv series and the animated cartoons and whatever and maybe they've seen some of the comics but yeah i don't think the comics are the industry anymore so uh and that's you know kind of too bad because that's really the part of it i i prefer so
0: so we were talking about earlier that your years as a publisher may possibly be limited would you ever think about selling the property so somebody else could continue it or once you're done that's pretty much it
1: that's the way i feel about it is that when i'm done that might be it i mean if somebody were to come up and offer a decent amount of money you know i'd be tempted to sell even if they wanted one or two characters i always thought megaton could could be a popular character i mean a black guy uh not related to ghetto or being a black character he just happens to be black it, yeah, at least right now. I mean, it's tough for me to just say, okay, here, I'm going to hand all this th- stuff over to you. I mean, it's <laughs> like, geez, they're my toys. I mean, we are, we prefer to see things done specific ways you know and not always easy to deal with me i suppose well you just ask pedro how many times hangs <laughs> he his head against this computer screen you know because ah, we don't do that and no oh, i don't think that's a good idea or that doesn't go with this you know so at the moment i'm guessing it kind of lives and dies with us but but there's no it's not set anywhere you know i don't none, neither of my kids are Big in the comic book industry, so I, I, it's I can't say oh, they're gonna they're gonna take it over and at least oversee it and stuff, but you you just never know, I guess. Where does
0: Big Bang Comics go like into the next year into 2023? Do you have anything up your sleeve, or are you just gonna steady as she goes?
1: uh pretty much steady as she goes. The one thing we're mo- I'm most excited about is there's going to be a Night Watchman uh, miniseries called Night Watchman Creatures of the Night. It's done by, written by Chris Ecker. It's drawn by Ben Torres, who drew the the Graveyard Shift books. And it's kind of a, well, the Night Watchman or, or Batman meets the universal monster movie characters type thing where a lot of the villains are leaning in that direction, you know. And uh, it's just, a lot of fun. Ben's one of my favorite artists. And uh, there's two issues in the can already and the third one's being worked on. And so pretty soon we will, uh, we're waiting to have all the issues done to solicit it so we can put it out pretty much on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, you know, rather than the first two issues and then six months. Have you ever decided anything like a Kickstarter or anything like that to, for your comic books? Uh, we tried a Kickstarter once for the uh, Anomalies book, and I think we set our sights a little too high, you know, our goals a little too high. I, I don't know what we were trying for, 3000 bucks or something, and we got to 2000 and it petered out, and I think that took... Uh, quite a bit of the wind out of our sails is that we were at that point you see people start kickstarters and making half a million bucks and you know reaching fifty thousand bucks but i mean we're not famous and we we realize that yeah that would be nice i mean a kickstarter to actually have some money and be able to spread it around with the people doing all the work you know would would be very nice so Gary, before we
0: wrap this up, is there any parting word you would like to say?
1: No, I don't really think so. I'd just like to thank everybody for supporting uh, me and us for all these years, and I hope that they've enjoyed reading them as much as we've enjoyed doing them.
0: I remember getting Big Bang comic books back in the 90s, and I don't keep up with comic books. And when I approached you back in the spring, your name and Big Bang comic books didn't connect right away. <laughs> and then people were like, oh, that's so-and-so. Like, oh, what the heck did I get myself into? And really, I thank you for joining me on the podcast. It's been an honor to have you on there. You're kind of in a way, comic book royalty. And when I told people that you're going to be on the podcast, there was actually a lot of people that were excited. So thank oh. you so much for joining me. I hope you come back on and just talk comic books again.
1: Oh, sure, you bet. Just let me know. <laughs> All right.
0: Thank you, Gary, so much. Thank you. Take it easy. Okay. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word, recommend it to comic fans. With this episode, I've added a link tree to the show notes, allowing you easy access to the comic fan podcasts, platforms, and social media accounts. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. Again, thanks so much for listening. See you next time.